Boom. Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. You are watching Sports Talk Live from the Southeast Iowa Union. I am your co-host, Andy Kretzinger. I don't know why I'm so close to the mic. We were pretending that we were going to come on as the NPR, yep. and we are going to go, welcome to Southeast Iowa Union Sports Talk. I'm Andy Kretzinger. And so I started <laughs> doing it. <laughs> started doing it as a joke, but um, I forgot I was doing it. But um, this is my co-host, Hunter Moeller. How's it going, Hunter? Pretty good. How about yourself? Pretty good. And uh, of course, we got Nick Steppens on the ones and twos. Yep. We were just we were just talking about his long snapping days for the uh, Mount Pleasant Panthers. So uh, he's thinking about being a long snapping coach. Yeah, that's right. He's going to go on coaching. We are already talking about it. So uh, um, if you haven't watched this before, this is our sixth episode. Um, so we're, I mean, basically, I, could I expect you to get that right six. every time. Yep. So six lucky seven next week. <laughs> uh, we should do it like anniversaries. Like what's the sixth anniversary? I wonder. Silver. That's too late now. Yep. But um, we talk about a little high school and college sports. I will call it Jai Wesley anyway. Um, football, cross country, volleyball, whatever. It's the fall, so you know what to expect. And um, yep. we had another busy day of, of high school sports on Friday. And Hunter here was at a pretty big game. Washington's homecoming yep. um, against Grinella. It didn't quite turn yeah. out like the Demons were uh, hoping. Yeah, you know, as you as you said, it didn't turn out uh, how they would like. Uh, Washington falls in this one. Uh, it's their third loss in a row after that. You know, that great start to the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lose to Grinnell 28-21. Uh, you know, both teams kind of came out in this one, uh, marched right down the field, uh, 7-7 right out the gate in the first uh, four minutes of the game there. But then uh, Washington kind of uh, took took control in this one, uh, at least in the first the first part of the game there. Uh, they have a really talented sophomore quarterback, uh, Brady Kaufman. Uh, he answered for Grinnell with uh, back-to-back 21-yard touchdown passes to put them up uh, 14. It was looking like uh, Grinnell was going to head into the locker room with a, a 21-7 lead, but... Uh, uh, Washington defense stepped up big, forced uh, the Tigers to punt, and uh, you know it was sloppy, wet, pretty much every game around the area here. And uh, the ball slipped through the punter's hands, and uh, Washington got on it, and um, that drive ended up uh, ending with a uh, with a touchdown for Washington. And they went into the locker room uh, only down seven uh, instead of uh, that fourteen point deficit. Mm-hmm. So um, you know that was a real positive for them coming out, uh, uh, you know, coming out of the locker room at halftime. Um, and then you know uh, it just kind of kind of continued. Uh, you know both teams tried to get going there, and then a, probably the biggest moment of the game for Washington. Uh, you know neither team's offense could kind of get clicking early on, but uh, Grinnell forced Grinnell to punt again, kind of in the same area as that. It was a slip through the hands, but uh, uh, Jude Carter. Uh, you know I got to mention him because he he uh, he you know forced this play. He came in uh, as a sub. Uh, Grinnell was punting. He came. Uh, the the uh, the punter lost the ball, picked it up, and rolled out right. You know, trying to trying to get some separation from the kick. And Jude Carter came up, blocked the punt. Ball rolled back in the end zone. He falls on it. Touchdown. They tie nice. it at twenty one. And you know, at that point, it felt like the momentum. You know, was you know we were like you know now it's starting to you know feel Washington's going to get going. Ah. They're going to take control of this. But uh, you know, we kind of kind of continued. Both offenses continued to struggle. You know, they punted back and forth. You know, conditions had a lot to do with that. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, in the end. Uh, with under uh, two minutes left, uh, uh, the Tigers marched down the field, um, and with about a minute a minute to go in the game, uh, they they punched it in with uh, you know there were, I mentioned Kaufman uh, he had two two huge pass uh, uh, pass plays on that last drive and they were able to punch it in with about fifty some uh, just under a minute to go, and you know Washington can never answer back to to tie the game. Um, a couple there were a couple big penalties that got him a little closer, but uh, Ethan Patterson rolled out left and. 
uh, was they brought some, they brought the blitz and they can they, he couldn't get the ball off and you know that kind of kind of ended the game there with zeros on the clock so tough yeah. loss for Washington yeah and they had a couple uh, a couple of chances because of a taunting penalty there to yep. to pull off a stunner but it, it was uh, interesting enough we'll talk about the game I was physically at in a second but um, I was on my way back from uh, Kiyosakwa and both Washington and Fairfield were tied at this point. Um, and so I was. I have my presets to the Washington Fairfield Mount Pleasant uh, radio station, so I could listen to what was going on. And so at the exact same time as all this was going on in Washington, Fairfield was in its own dogfight. Actually, uh, Keokuk's uh, homecoming, um, I do believe, and um, it was a wacky game. So it was three three at halftime. A, a pair of field goals for each team, and then in the second half, both teams scored once. And missed the PAT both times. So Keokuk put one up uh, in the third quarter, uh, missed the point after, um, and then went to the fourth quarter. It was 9-3 Keokuk. Nice fun. I like that. I like those low-scoring football games. And uh, Tate Allen punched one in for um, Fairfield, missed the extra point. And so uh, both teams had a couple chances in the fourth. It was um, 9-9, and it eventually went into Overtime, Kia Cook gets it first. They score. They uh, they miss the extra point again. <laughs> and so uh, Fairfield in two plays. Uh, Fairfield um, has lost a lot of running backs, and so they just punched it forward with old Tate Allen quarterback uh, a couple times in a row, and um, he scored, I believe, on second and five to tie it up. And then um, uh, Drew Tuhill came out and broke the streak of missed <laughs> point afters and, and had the game-winning extra point. So um, a big road win for, for Fairfield. This is the first week of district play for 3A. So, And we said that this 3A district was going to be close. And obviously it was because Washington and Fairfield both went down to the wire. That's something that um, we'll see a lot of this year in that district. Maybe Solon's a different animal, you know, but um, um, it should be a a fun competitive season in this district. No, and as you mentioned, you know, what a win for Fairfield, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of, you know, they played in close games. It seems like all season long besides, you know, their, uh, their win, you know, against Mount Pleasant early on, but yeah, you know, you know, you play those close games over and over again, you start to figure out ways to win. And obviously, you know, the extra points, you know, <laughs> you need to hit your extra points, I guess, but, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, you know, that's what Fairfield did in the end. And, you know, they pull out a big win, uh, and, uh, you know, like I think that should kind of give them some confidence with that with the district play. So yeah, Tate, Tate Allen uh, uh, carried the ball 19 times for 135 and two touchdowns. So a little bit of a, a Tim Tebow offense having your quarterbacks yeah. just run through people. So um, work for him there, and um, they've got West Burlington Notre Dame this week. So it'll be a, another grinder probably. Um, and then um, also on the radio, but but not quite as um, as tight was uh, you know Mount Pleasant uh, played at Fort Madison. It was pretty close through a half. Uh, Fort Madison was definitely favored yeah. five five and zero oh, I believe four and zero oh, five and zero oh, and um, uh, what is it? Twelve nothing at halftime, and then yeah. the Mount Pleasant just couldn't get the offense going. Yeah, you know we talked about the Mount Pleasant. You know defense was really kind of you know that was kind of the area that they need to work on the uh-huh. most because they were putting points on the board and they were moving the ball. Uh-huh. They just couldn't hold teams back. And you know it seemed like in that first half there, obviously, you know we weren't at the game, but you said you listened to it a little bit, and obviously mm-hmm. it was only twelve nothing at half and. F- Four Madison now ranked in some um, some polls. Yeah, so. yeah, they are. So you know, I mean, you look at it that way. Obviously, it ended up being forty six nothing in favor of Fort Madison. Uh-huh. You know, obviously Mount Pleasant was doing something that was working in that first half. So yeah, and they have, Mount Pleasant's pretty beat up after um, that West Brunswick Notre Dame game. I think last week I talked about how big West Brunswick Notre Dame was. So um, and then the, Mount Pleasant's a smaller team, but I mean the defense really only gave up. There was a safety in the first quarter, so the defense only gave up ten points in the whole mm-hmm. first half. Um, so yeah, totally flipped it. Now they just have to figure out a way to take that first half defense and combine it with the offense from the first few games, right. and and you know maybe they'll be able to pull one off, but. Um, and and they, that was another loss from Mount Pleasant. They are zero and five, and Fort Madison moved to five and zero. Yep. So, 
So any any Bloodhound fans decided to jump in, even though they're not technically a Southeast Iowa Union right. team, they're uh, they're at the top of their game right now. Um, I was at one of our small school games in a rivalry and a homecoming game myself. Uh, Van Buren County played uh, against Cardinal. Um, it was a grinder of a game. Uh, as wet as it was everywhere else, I almost think it might have rained a little bit more in uh, Kiyosaka. It just seemed like the whole game, it was coming down a little bit. It was wet. It was... Um, a lot of running the ball. Uh, you know, Van Buren County plays a lot of speed to the outside, and, and they, Jackson Manning throws some deep passes to Anthony Duncan. So they have passing as part of their offense, and they, I think they struggled a little bit to um, um, kind of figure out. I think um, head coach Brian Johnson told the, the – um, the Van Buren County Register afterwards that the weatherman f- lied this week because I think they thought they were going to be able to ru- the, throw the ball a little bit. Um, but instead, uh, Sam Warth, their running back, their big power running back, ran for three touchdowns, uh, almost had the Bundy, the four touchdowns in one game. It was, um, they were up. Um, they were leading Cardinal 22 to 16, which was the final score, 22 16 Van Buren County. Um, they were leading them, and he, he punched in it with a couple minutes left. And they, it was called back on a personal foul, 15 yards. So then uh, Cardinal made a big stop, and they had a chance. Um, they were down 22-16, uh, th- and Lucas Fett from Van Buren County was intercepted. Um, Cardinal quarterback Tatum Telfer to uh, um, seal that one. But I thought Cardinal played there, beaten up. Carson Kinney was, was hurt. Um, he's, their, he's their starting quarterback at the beginning of the year. Um, it was a road game against a rival who's playing at homecoming. It was, the weather was bad. You know, they're shorthanded. Um, but they uh, they came out and, and gave them a good game. But uh, Van Buren County won that. I think that was the first time since 2017, 18, something like that, that Van Buren County, let me check my check my facts I, here. I remember you said the record was like 210 to like seven or something. Yeah, the last, like, few, yeah, the last uh, three or four times that Cardinal and, and Van Buren had played, Cardinal had outscored them something like 200. And if I was good at quick math, I'd do it here, but it's like 208 to like 16 or whatever. Uh, it was 2017, the last time Van Buren County beat Cardinal. So that's the seniors. Um, it's a very senior-led Van Buren County team. Those seniors got their their first win and uh, over rival Cardinal, and that's pretty pretty cool for them. Tatum Telfer did uh, run for one, pass for one. So uh, I thought Cardinal, Cardinal for an 0-5 team, they've, they're in every single game, and they just can't quite pull it out. So... You know, you're looking at this one, obviously, you, you know, mentioned the senior-led Van Buren team. I mean, mm-hmm. you can take positives for both teams. Obviously, the Van Buren senior-led team, their time's now come. Now you're looking yep. at Cardinal, who lost a bunch of uh-huh. bunch of kids that have been there. And, you know, we you know, talked about their dominance, uh, you know, against Van Buren. But now you're kind of seeing those kids having to go, you know, go through. And you, it's kind of like, you know, it's just the process of high school sports pretty much. And now, you know, eventually Cardinal's you know time will come and they'll be, you know, dominating team. So yeah. it's kind of nice to see that. I mean, just obviously Cardinal's gotten better each game throughout the season. So mm-hmm. it's kind of nice to see that, I guess, process of just high school sports in general and especially football. Yeah, I said uh, Telfer's, Telfer is, is in a quarterback round. Right he's a sophomore. Um, nobody that ran the ball or caught a pass was a senior. So all those kids will be back next year probably. So maybe Cardinal schedule homecoming against Van Buren County next year. It'll be like run yeah. it back. You never know. Yep. But um, no, I have no. no idea how the schedule works <laughs> out. But uh, uh, we had some more games. Uh, of course, we had a ton of games because everyone yeah. played like usual. So Hunter, why don't you get us into uh, the old roundup here? Yeah, probably uh, the biggest upset around the state, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll start off with right here. Uh, we got Sigourney Kyoto, 15. Number one, well, previously your number, we'll see what happens with the rankings now, but previously number one ranked Pella Christian, 13. The Cobras get it done uh, in the snake pit. Yep. Uh, uh the Cobra defense allowed just six points in the first half, and then uh, Sigourney uh, led 9-6 at the break, um, and then 15-6 after three quarters. 
And then uh, Pella Christian scored one late, but ran out of time, couldn't get her done. And, you know, Sigourney, Sigourney Koza comes out with a huge upset. Um, Cole Clarehan, he's been dominant on the ground for them all season. Uh-huh. Only had 94 yards, two touchdowns. Oh, so your stout had 88 yards. And Isaac Bruns ran for 75 yards. So, I mean, no bigger upset than this one right here. That's right. I believe Sigourney Koza is now probably the favorite in that district to yep. win it after all that, after that one 2 start. Uh, Waco New London, you were at this a little bit, but yep. Waco 43-14 to 14 over New London. I thought this was going to be one of their hardest tests. Um, another homecoming uh, victory. So you got a double homecoming Friday. I forgot you you, you stopped by Waco before you went to Washington, right? Yeah, yeah. and I will say, you know, the first time seeing Waco in person, man, they are... <laughs> There are some, they got the big kids everywhere uh-huh. on that team. So, uh, you know, they keep rolling, keep the number two ranking. I mean, it doesn't seem like they're going anywhere. And, you know, they've they've kind of hit a part of their schedule where, you know, they're really favored. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, nothing but green grass ahead for the, the Warriors now. Yeah, for, and speaking of green grass, I mean, Reichenbach ran for 156 <laughs> and two touchdowns and also yeah. has caught a touchdown. And then I mean, I'll, I'll skip over here to the, the Winfield Union game. Um, speaking of crazy stat lines, uh, Winfield Union beat Lone Tree 54 to 14. Lone Tree, uh, I believe, came into that one 3 0 in the district. They, yep. were, they were very good. They were, they were towards the top. And uh, Winfield Mount Union starting to rise to the top again. Uh, uh, Camp Buffington, 174 yards and two touchdowns. He also had his third interception of the season, and it was his third interception return for a touchdown of the season. Man. Three for three every single time he, he picks one off. He's scoring touchdowns everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is. It doesn't matter. He's got, he had that kicker turn that I. Saw so um, Winfield Mount Union a uh, big right there, and then they're getting a little momentum. Yeah, and you know, moving right along, you know, one of the other you know more uh, you know teams that are kind of on fire still mm-hmm. is Columbus uh, picks up another win, still undefeated. Uh, they down peak in fifty three twenty eight, but it gave him uh, peaking game gave him kind of square or yeah quite the scare in this one. Uh, the, the Panthers put a put together a twenty two point second quarter. Um, the Panthers led twenty two uh, twenty led the Wildcats twenty two twenty at halftime. Um, but, uh, you know, second half, second half was a different story. Kane Amagon got going. Uh, 302 yards from Amagon in this wow. one. Six touchdowns. I believe, if I remember seeing right, that's a school record. Yeah, and then he scored once on defense, right? Yeah, 81. He picked up yeah. the fumble, took her 81 yards to, uh, to the house. Wow. So, I mean, this kid's doing it everywhere. And then Tristan Miller, you know, he's kind of, those two have been, you know, right side by side. He had 105 yards and a touchdown. So, that's right. I mean, I don't know what else to say about Columbus. Would you, would you say that uh, Columbus is a wagon? Uh, yeah. Wagon, wagon alert. <laughs> yeah. You know where they should eat if they're a wagon? Wagon wheel. wheel. Wagon wheel. Wagon wheel. Washington. <laughs> uh, Mid Prairie, 51 nothing over Center Lee, and um, they've got a big game uh, here coming up. Um, so they needed to, to kind of wipe a team out, and that's what they did. 50 burger on there, and um, they held Center Lee to 88 yards. Um, Colin Miller uh, ran for three touchdowns there. I'm sure the starters weren't in very long because the, that was a dominant performance for Mid Prairie, who is red hot right now at the right time. Yeah, you know, Mid Prairie's got a huge matchup this week. And, you know, the, after, you know, with, I can't remember who, oh, they lost to um, uh, Iowa City Regina. You know, yep, tough yep. loss there. But other than that, you know, that was, I mean, they competed in that one, and Regina's a tough squad. But, you know, uh-huh. Mid Prairie, the Golden Hawks been playing pretty well as of late. Yeah, that's right. And they got, um, they got another big one at Williamsburg yep. this week. So, um, there you go. Now we got one more. Yep, one more. We got, uh, you know, probably team given the toughest schedule in the state, we yeah, like another, to say. Highland, <laughs> Highland uh, falls uh, 14-55 to Auburnette. Uh, just another tough one for the Huskies. Obviously, Auburnette's been, you know, one of the, the premier teams mm-hmm. in that, or is, is one of the premier teams in that district and in that class. Um, the Huskies outscored them 14-7 in the second half, but, uh, you know, uh, the Pirates did a lot of damage there in that first. So, uh, tough loss for Highland, but... Um, you know, we talk, we always talk about they lost so much, but um, 
you know, they just keep competing, getting better every week. So that's all. What more can you ask? You know? Yeah, that's true. And you know, having a front loaded schedule like that, you know, at least, at least then maybe the little, little green grass, as you said earlier, right. having with, with, with right. teams that are a little more beatable coming up. But yeah, we got some big games this weekend. Um, uh, Fairfield's homecoming, happy homecoming, Fairfield Trojans um, against West Bronx, Notre Dame, um, Washington at Solon, Mount Pleasant at home against Liberty. Those are two tough games for those guys. Yeah. Um, we got some other ones, of course, Mid Prairie at Williamsburg, Sigourney Kyoto plays Cardinals. Sigourney Kyoto's got a chance to to keep it going there. So um, some exciting stuff and uh, the, the playoff picture starting to unravel a little bit, um, but uh, we still got plenty of stuff to go and we also had one college game as we always do yep. <laughs> uh, yep, iowa Wesleyan jumped into this is a technically conference play now iowa Wesleyan played up at dakota state and for any umac uh, upper midwest uh, midwest athletic conference uh, experts south dakota state uh, sorry not south dakota state that's a division one school um <laughs> what did i say there um what what who did i just say that they were playing um uh, Dakota, Dakota State. State. Dakota it's State. just Dakota State, not South Dakota State. I had a little brain freeze there. Dakota State is in the UMAC, um, and they beat Iowa State twenty four seven. But it was a warm up game. It didn't have the asterisk in it that 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 says this is a conference game. They played Dakota State later in that game. Um, but Iowa State. Uh, you mentioned uh, Mount Pleasant. How it was the the defense that um, had to. You know, you figure something out. Iowa Wesleyan had been on fire offensively going into yep. this weekend, and they took the long trip up there to Dakota State, and they only scored once, a 24-7 to loss. Defense played pretty well, but um, Iowa Wesleyan uh, going into conference play this week against Mayville State, and guess what? Happy homecoming, Iowa Wesleyan Tigers. So we got some homecoming games coming up for us yeah. this weekend. And, you know, the, the homecoming games are always exciting. You know, I feel like there's a lot, I don't know if, they don't really, I guess you could say they hold a little more weight. I don't know. Yeah. Just like the school spirit kind of aspect of it. It's always yeah. nice to be at a homecoming Special. Game. Special. Did you have trouble with parking at uh, Waco and uh, Washington? Not too bad. Not Washington too bad. gets a little tough because it's, you know, there's no like, you know, parking part, yeah, area. Yeah, it's just parking. like, yeah, you know, park by somebody's house and walk. But <laughs> yeah, Van Buren County is going through some construction around the uh, school. So with that with, with parking, I was on a, I was on a downhill like this and I forgot to put my parking brake on. So I was lucky, lucky that I came back to my car, and car wasn't, rolling. Uh, rolling into somebody's house. So uh, we're going to take a little uh, commercial break and we're going to be back and talk um, some volleyball, some cross country and, and some other stuff. So stick with us 30 seconds. Welcome back to Southeast Iowa Union Sports Talk. I'm Andy Kretzinger. Um, PR you, edition. Yep, in PR edition. PR. Uh, um, every week's a PR edition because I was yeah. a PR major in, in high school well, and uh, college. Fun fact. Um, <laughs> We uh, are here on Washington Live Facebook, Washington Live YouTube, Mount Pleasant Live Facebook, Fairfield Live Facebook, and you can catch us on Spotify as well. So we are all over the place. Yeah. Pretty soon we'll be we're saying everywhere. we're everywhere. <laughs> pretty soon we'll be on channel two or four on your uh, on your dial probably, right? Oh, man. Playing it, That'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, playing at Buffalo Wild Wings, <laughs> playing on the big screen at Times Square. Uh, not Times oh, Square, yeah. You know, the Times Square, you know, the big yeah. the big screen, you know. But for right now, we're, we're on we're YouTube. We're going big time. We're going big time. But right now, we're on Facebook, YouTube, and Spotify. So yep. um, it was a big day in volleyball. It was the last Southeast Conference day of the year before the big tournament. Um, and I was at Fairfield last night 
big, big rivalry there. Yeah, for a little Trojans versus Demons, Fairfield and Washington. And let me tell you, um, through the first set, it looked like Washington might be spoiling um, senior night for the Fairfield Trojans, but that's not how it went down. Uh, After Washington took the first set, 25 to 21, uh, Fairfield dominated from from then on. Um, Fairfield caught fire in the second, uh, 25-11, and it just seemed like the atmosphere and the... The good times for the Trojans kept rolling and, and never stopped after that. 25-15 in the third, 25-13 in the um, fourth. So uh, Maggie and Macy Rayburn, their, their twin uh, hitters up up there, uh, combined for 20 kills um, for those guys. So um, I thought a big difference in the game was in the second set. Um, there were two big serve streaks. Uh, Cody Engel had one, and Rowan Terrell had the other, and those just kind of took the took the life out of uh, Washington a little bit. And, and it's kind of the tale of two teams: uh, Fairfield's seniors and juniors, and they've kind of risen to the top a little bit. They're they're four and one now in the SEC, and it's them and, and Burlington um, at the top. And then for Washington, they they swept Burlington, who's that's the, Burlington's only SEC loss at the beginning of the year. Since then, they are 0-4 in conference play. They've won at least once at every single time. They just cannot seem to pull off those close ones. They lost five to five sets against Keokuk and Mount Pleasant, four sets Fort Madison and Fairfield. And they've been playing with everybody. You know, that's the thing. They it's have. Like, every if we look team. at any team in this uh-huh. in this conference, it's really, you know, it's kind of a toss-up of who's going to come out, who's going to play their best on what night, you know? Yeah. So. Well, and speaking of the conference, so the conference tournament's a little different in the Southeast conference mm-hmm. so they play an entire round robin uh, schedule in in two days um i believe it's the fourth and the 11th they're a week apart uh, the first um luckily for washington the first round is in washington so a little little uh, advantage there yep. and then the um second round is in fort madison and what happens with fairfield and burlington being four and one is it's set up to where the trojans will play the greyhounds at the end there's one so they, they play all the games at the same time but at the end there's one game that gets played where everybody else is done that'll be burlington and fairfield so the idea is that that's kind of the conference championship but it has not worked out the last two years uh, two years ago uh, mount pleasant won it and they were watching uh, i think they needed fort madison to lose so they were watching from the stands <laughs> they watched themselves win the sec title because fort madison dropped the last one and then last year mount pleasant had it all wrapped up before that last game and fairfield upset mount Pleasant and Fairfield and, and kind of ruined the vibe, but uh, Mount Pleasant was still conference champion. So um, going to that, we'll have what Burlington and Fairfield will be four and one each. Fort Madison and uh, Mount Pleasant. Spoiler alert for about one minute yep. when uh, Hunter talks. Pleasant, they'll they'll both be two and three, mm-hmm. and uh, and that means Keokuk and my right Keokuk and Washington one and four. So my uh, right. Keokuk is also two and three. If, You're right. If the stats are, or the, if the stats are updated on the math on, is getting yeah, to me. Yeah, here, but it, it works out. So it's a tie race. I'll tell saying. you what, the same <laughs> amount of wins total is equal to the same amount of losses. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But um, while I was doing that, Hunter, you were in Mount yep. Pleasant, and they had a similar start to Washington and a similar ending, right? Yep. Uh, uh, for Mad- uh, hosting for Madison for senior night, um, the, the Bloodhounds came in and spoiled senior night for, for the Panthers. You know, it started out, uh, Mount Pleasant showed a lot of poise in that first set, uh, ended up taking that first set uh, 25-22. Uh, the, the kind of the story of the night is they would get down early and they would fight back. But, you know, the, the difference was is that Fort Madison pulled it out late in the, in the, in the next three. Mount Pleasant loses 3-1. Three, uh, three uh, like I said, they, they win that first set 25-22. Uh, lose the second 25-22 and then lose the third uh, 26-24 and then the final uh, the final fourth set uh, 25-21 so uh, a tough night uh, for, for Mount Pleasant in that regard but you know in that in that second set for example they got down 4-9 and the first set they were down 4-9 uh, they come back um, you know they end up taking the lead uh, 19-17 and then when 19-18 and you know Mount Pleasant was ahead um, uh, uh, 
ended up being tied 22-22 late, mm. but uh, Fort Madison answered with uh, three straight to win that, and that was kind of the same story throughout the throughout the night. Uh, in the third set, uh, Mount Pleasant held a uh, 21-17 lead. Uh, um, Fort Madison ends up coming back. They also held a 23-20 lead. Mal, uh, Fort Madison comes back and makes it 23-23, and then uh, kind of same same story. They they kind of outscore them there, um, uh, three to three to one there to pull that one out, and then in the fourth set. Uh, um, relatively the same thing, although uh, Mount Pleasant never led in this one. Uh, they got down 5-1, came back, tied at 5-5, but uh, Fort Mass ends up pulling that one out too. So, um, you know, really it could have went Mount Pleasant's way, just Fort Madison had the edge and edge, edge uh, last night. So uh, second win of the season for Fort Madison, and they're now 2-13. Mount Pleasant goes to 5-19. Uh, and 19. So, yeah. And like you mentioned, uh, you know, we got quite the race down there, uh, Mount Pleasant was sitting in third, and now they're two and three in the mm-hmm. conference. Keokuk two and three, and Fort Madison two and three. So there you go. we're going to see how that third place is going to play out. Third, fourth, fifth place. So yeah, well, and um, and Fort Madison did the exact same thing to Washington. Washington beat them in the first set. So so maybe that's just Fort Madison's thing. They hang around, they hang around, and then they get you in the second uh, couple. Well, you know, Fort sets. Madison started with zero and eleven, and now they they've they've had some you know big wins uh-huh. uh, for their con- for i mean for their conference standings and just yeah you, you know what i mean so i mean you know don't sleep on fort madison i guess is what i'm yeah. saying so and it's all the the it's all wiped out now you know burlington yeah. fairfield were the four and one teams in the regular season that does not add up to the the conference thing it's, it's zero and zero in the next couple of weeks and um uh, as uh, fairfield co-coach vicky rebling last night after the game said you know if, if it's it's a two-night tournament so if you have one bad night out of the two then it's it's devastation you know right. especially for a team um that and i think that Every single one of the SEC teams should think that they have a chance to win the championship because sure. none of them have been blown out by no. everybody and by anybody, really. Like this one, like, you know, the match last night, even your match, you know, mm-hmm. these these games are being decided by less than three points, yeah. you know, every time. So it's like, you know, that tells you right there it can swing either way. So yeah. you got to get the hot hand. Got to get the hot hand. Well, we had some more uh, volleyball last uh, night. Uh, some yep. small schools were in action. How'd it go? Yeah, I'll just run through this. I mean, we didn't have a lot going on. Waco played uh, three games because they were um, part of a quad up there and they traveled up to Lone Tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, they downed uh, Kyoto. Um, 21, you know, these are only played in two sets. So they yep, downed, yep. downed Kyoto uh, 21-7. 21-13. Uh, then uh, they swept all the competition. I guess I forgot to say that. I will say that. Yeah. They swept everyone. And Waco's been playing really well. So uh, they beat Lone Tree, host uh, 21-10 in both sets. And then they beat Cedar Valley Christian 21-17, 21-5. Uh, so <clears throat> I believe I'd have to double check, but Waco only has two losses. And, you know, the, that came from, I believe, what, 12th ranked uh, Holy Trinity. And yeah. and uh, I believe uh, New London. And they're 11th ranked. So. It might, it might have switched those up a little bit there with the rankings. It's yeah. 11 or 12 around there, but, you know, and they played played close with those two teams. So This weekend at I the mean, Super Conference Tournament. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, Waco's playing really good of, as of late, and they continue it uh, last night. But then continue, uh, continuing on uh, here, uh, Cardinal loses to Knoxville. It's been a tough season for Cardinal since switch, yeah. switching over to mm-hmm. the conference. Yep. Uh, they they got swept by Knoxville 25-12, 25-15, and 20, uh, 25-4. <clears throat> and the last game of the night um, – Van Buren took on, like I mentioned, number 12, Holy Trinity. Mm-hmm. Uh, tough one for the Warriors in this one. Uh, the Crusaders went at 25-9, 25-19, and 25-16. So not a lot of action last night, but 
Some big games. The Crusaders have have, have <laughs> won a crusade on our teams a little bit this week because uh, they yeah. beat um, what beat they New beat, London. They beat New London in the in the super in the conference third place match. Yep. And then before that, that pool play. Not that it mattered because both went on, but they beat um, right. Winfield, right? So mm-hmm. uh, Winfield, Mount Union, Waco, and New London were all in that super conference tournament this weekend at SCC. New London got fourth. The other two got knocked out in the first round, but every single one of those games was was a three setter, right? I mean, yeah, every Winf- single one Winfield. Took the first one from New London. I'd have to double check the uh, the final score of that one, but it's uh-huh. pretty handy. I think it was twenty five fifteen. Yeah, uh, Waco stole one from Holy Trinity. So yep. I mean, you look at the Southeast Conference volleyball, and really anything can happen. Now with those top yeah. two teams, I mean, those top tier teams, obviously uh, Notre Dame and West Burlington meet, and you know they've been dominant all season long. So, mm-hmm. um, but you know the other the other teams have been playing them close. So that's yeah. going to be an, an interesting one to see too. And Notre Dame did beat West Burlington, but um, so the the brackets, the postseason brackets should be coming out next week, and uh, it's usually the first week of October. And West Burlington's in two A, yeah, so yep. our one A teams, will have, our two A teams, will have to worry about it. But our one A teams don't have to worry about that. So um, where, where do you put? Where, you got to figure out where you put Notre Dame, yep, and Holy, Holy Trinity, Trinity, New London, Waco, New London. There are yeah. plenty of teams, so we'll. See that's the sad part is like you know you want them all to be able to have a clear path to you know state, yeah. but it's like <clears throat> someone's gonna have to end up playing each other at some point so. yeah i really wonder if they that's gonna be interesting to see what they do with that because um that's a common problem they have with our small schools around here they're good at volleyball and they have to break them up a little bit um i think i think it's usually there's one or two lucky teams that get out of the area because i don't mm-hmm. think that you want to be in the local bracket i think you'd probably rather either go west or north a little bit um, but we'll see. Hopefully, uh, I mean, either way, we're, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be one of those nights where we're we're sitting somewhere for a regional championship, and it's gonna yep. be, you know, New London, Holy Trinity, or Waco and Notre Dame, yeah. or Winfield, New London, or something like yeah. that. It'll be an epic clash. So yep. uh, it'll be pretty crazy. So. Yep. Um, yeah, volleyball-wise, that's all we got. But there was some cross country last night. Um, Washington has traveled the area. They've, they've beaten everybody at their own um, cross country meet. So Washington got to host their own last night. And um, spoiler alert, uh, they did it again. Another <laughs> double win for the Demons. Um, Washington was actually, so this was the first time, I believe, that all uh, six of the Southeast Conference teams were together. Um, and Washington got a battle against Fort Madison, who I think that's the clear one and two, and especially in boys. Um, in boys, Washington scored 38 for first, Fort Madison 45. So a seven-point difference. Um, and it was mostly Southeast Conference teams besides Waco and Highland. So it was a pretty good kind of way to see, um, I guess, Keokukwa. Oh, no, yeah, Keokukwa was there. Um, so it was kind of a way to see where you're standing. And looks like the Washington boys are, are going to be favored there. And then the Washington girls, uh, 25 points, uh, first place. Fort Madison was second with 77. That's a 52-point victory. Man. Yeah. And if you want to know how they did it, you, you could probably guess that they stacked <laughs> the top uh, 15, 16. Yep. Um, the boys' side, Mike Reese won again. Um, he just wins, wins, wins. Uh, he was right there in that seat, right? Uh, he was he was here for the coaches show last week. We've so. seen a huge improvement from him, too. That's right. That's, that's right. Crazy. That's right. Not only with... Uh, his running, but also his uh, YouTube appearances. Because if you go back to the uh, South <laughs> Style Union, uh, <laughs> uh, or sorry, the the Washington Coaches Show, uh, Micah was here um, talking with uh, talking some Washington sports the other day. So that's it. That's in our um, Washington Live YouTube uh, video list. Um, ben Carthy from Mount Pleasant got second in the boys. He's been uh, yeah. I wouldn't say right behind Micah because I think it was about a minute difference, but he's. He's been right there in the top five. And then Jude Dykstra for Mount Pleasant was fourth, so they had two in the top four. Um, but the Washington boys just have a ton. Um, they, they just kind of stack the field, and, and it's the same with the girls and the boys. Uh, real quick for the girls, Washington had nine in the top 16, including um, Iris Dahl, the freshman, got second. 
um, Quincy Griffiths got third for Washington. Lauren Horat got fifth. So um, as I said, nine in the top 16, that's pretty ridiculous. A lot, lot of young talent too there yes. too. Yes, out of the top 10, five freshmen. This is all together, um, which includes uh, Mount, uh, Mount Pleasant's uh, freshman, um, Emma Welcher as well. Nine freshmen, or sorry, out of the top 10, five freshmen, four sophomores and one senior in the top 10. So that's, this is a, a group that'll battle and battle. And that's not even, that was, a, this is a mostly a big school meet. So it didn't have kids um, from, you know, the mid prairies and the Pekins of the world that were out there. Um, but right now Fort Madison's Avery Rump has uh, been the, been the star on the girls. And, and let's, we'll see if Iris Dahl can catch her by the end of the year or, or Quincy Griffiths can catch her by the end of the year and, and um, do that. But, but team wise, Washington, um, is dominating and they're young anyway. So, um, they don't have a lot of seniors. They'll probably be the, the, the favorites for years to come. Sounds like we're going to be uh, seeing a lot of good, uh, running for a uh, year. Like you said, mentioned years to come around here, even in yeah, track yeah, too. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'll of course translate the track. And by the way, um, after Micah Reese, um, Tyler Alderton, who earned his uh, first player interview of, uh, his running career for us anyway, <laughs> in Mount Pleasant last week for me, um, he, he finished fifth. Andrews was sixth. Um, and then um, Drew Horak was 12th. They, they, again, that's what, three in the top six for Washington boys. So um, Washington cross country is, is all over it right now. Yep. So anyway, that's uh, what we got for cross country. And um, pretty soon we'll be getting into the postseason. Uh, obviously, football has to get uh, totally done before those brackets are out. But volleyball brackets should be out hopefully next week. They should release them right before Southeast Union Sports Talk Live. I don't think they will. I think it'll be later in the week. Yeah. Um, and then we'll get some... Um, um, sites and stuff for cross country, but we're we're getting is it's feeling a little chilly. We're in yeah. jackets. It's not classy sweatshirt today, but we're had, in. Well, you're in a sweatshirt. Yeah, I had the windows open uh, the last couple of nights here because it was pretty nice out. And woke up this morning, decided I needed to sh- shut them a little bit. I woke up, I was freezing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty cold out. So you know that that's getting close to postseason. You know yep. what's tough to do when it's cold out is if you have a, a four year old girl who only wants to wear shorts and skirts all the time and you're, you're responsible for preschool on time because that's yep. been my battle all week and they don't want to wear the sweatshirt you got that's right yeah, that's right yeah, just a peek into my personal life yeah. uh, my, as uh, as a preschool dad i had my first my first l my first late to uh preschool the other day because the hoodie that i picked out from my daughter which was a gap hoodie very fashionable was not one of her cute ones and that, uh, that bumped us back so a little little dealing with that yeah a little, a little bit that this morning was okay though. yeah got her there just in time that's good you know i have trouble my you know made, it, made up morning. for yourself yeah that's right it's tough <laughs> twice twice the twice the time um so uh yeah you got any exciting plans this weekend well we're well it's not a night game mechanic so that's it's gonna right. be tough when it gets number four michigan but i said if uh <clears throat> well it's just gonna be a tough one yeah, <laughs> i don't uh, know what else to say <laughs> yeah we both uh, hunter and i both are entered in a drawing that we put on work for uh, hawkeye tickets so um, we're both sweating that out. Could yep. happen any moment. Text almost see. always we get a text. Yep. Well, no, every single time we get a text that says you both lose. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We could probably fudge our media passes and say we're covering the game, but we don't. We don't agree with those. We would those never kind do of that. Acts. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We would you never. Out there. <laughs> we do that kind of stuff. Um, you got to pick for the games. Iowa plays Michigan, and Iowa State, State plays Kansas. Kansas. Right. Yeah. So both probably underdogs. You know, I'm a. I'm an Iowa fan, so. You know, I'll, I'll say Iowa over Michigan just because, you know, um, I don't care about Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll pick that. And then uh, in basketball, I'm a, I'm a Kansas fan. So, and, you know. Um, what if Kansas plays Iowa? <laughs> Iowa, because I graduated there from you there. Go, there <laughs> and football, though. Yeah. So you're picking Kansas over Iowa State this week? Actually, I'd probably choose Iowa at any point in time, but yeah. that'd be tough. But yeah, I'm choosing, I'm choosing Kansas over uh, Iowa State. They've been playing real well. And I think their time's doing football with the. Uh, 
the last couple of years they've had <laughs> over there. Yeah. So Jayhawks, pretty, yeah, get some back. On, yeah, I'm yeah. feeling pretty negative today. So I'm going to say Iowa and Iowa State both go down this weekend. Nick, Nick, thumbs up if uh, they're going to win. Thumbs down. Big thumbs down from yep. uh, Nick Steffens. If it was a night game, would you say Iowa up in the yeah, upset? Not, field, night game goal, full goal, field goal as time expires to win it. That's right. Night game mechanic, Iowa every day. For sure. They pretty much own Michigan except in the Big Ten Championship last year. So right. I'm excited. Either way, um, hopefully one of us will hopefully be there because we'll win the drawing. And the other one will be uh, watching for about a half before we go. Iowa. <laughs> oh, by the way, Iowa <laughs> plays Mayville State this weekend for home. Oh, yeah. I don't even think yeah. I mentioned that earlier. So um, I don't think we got any, uh, you know. Nope. You got, a, you got a, a, any dental appointments at a Delta Dental this week? I don't, but if you need it, get there. Sometimes, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think, I, you know, my teeth are perfect, obviously, but I might as well just, you know, have to go check check me out. Tell me my teeth are perfect. And you come back and give the honest opinion. Yeah, and then get an honest opinion. And uh, so um, thank you for to our, our sponsors, obviously Caparato. Um, I tried, I was, oh, I, I forgot. I was going to, I was going to have a, a Caparato uh Russian oh, yeah. team of the year of the week like I did last week with Columbus but I, I, I think I, I think I shoehorned in a wagon wheel instead so I mixed up my, yeah, my, my sponsor shoehorns but um, again if you're uh, watching us here you're watching on uh, Washington Live's YouTube Washington Live's Facebook Mount Pleasant Live's Facebook Fairfield's Live Facebook or <laughs> you are checking us out on Spotify we thank you for being with us we uh, hope that you um, tell everyone to kind of check us out um, word of mouth and uh, kind of get, get everyone some link it up you know, yeah. click this link. We love people watching. So that's right. Send them the link and say, uh, if you don't click this link in seven days, something bad's going to happen because people do it out of superstition. <laughs> and at least we get the right. Days, so oh, better click on it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we'll be back next week, uh, Wednesday at two o'clock and we will uh, wish you guys uh, a good week. Have a good one. See ya.